10 years. Congratulations. It's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years at a breakfast club. Doing your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with it. You had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there. Wow. 10 years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all. The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20. Congratulations. Hey fam! It's Thursday! Good morning, everybody! Yes, just one more day. One more day to the weekend. Charlemagne, what's up, man? Ramos, Ramos. Here. Charlemagne is here. Man, I'm excited for the weekend. I think Saturday is the only day while I'm out here that I don't have to. Yes, we're on the air. The show starts. It's the only day that I don't have to do any work while I'm out here. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to have one day in Turks and Caicos of just chilling. Yeah, I got to I gotta send a, a rest in peace to mama. Damn, uh, if you man. don't know, uh, Gia's mother passed away. We were actually supposed to be in Turks and Caicos. Next week is our uh, 20th anniversary. So for the month of May, I uh, planned a vacation for every weekend just to celebrate 20 years. We were supposed to be in Turks and Caicos. And as we were... Heading to the airport, heading to Turks and Caicos. We got the call Tuesday that her mom passed. That's horrible, man. Your mother-in-law, for those yeah, who, who, don't, yeah. who don't know. Yeah, her mo- my, my mother-in-law, I call her motto. Um, she had dementia. She's been suffering with dementia for the last, I would say, 12 years. And that is one of the worst diseases ever. So I'll just tell you briefly what happened. Uh, there was a, 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 a high-speed chase, I would say, in Queens. Police were chasing a car. And the car ran into the back of her car 12 years ago. Oh, no. She got into an accident and her back got banged up. So she had to have surgery. So when she went to have surgery, they put you under so they can do the surgery. But I guess it didn't necessarily react well with the brain. Mm. And when she came out of surgery, there was things that she just couldn't remember. And it got worse and it got worse and it got worse to the point where you, you pretty much had to damn near do everything. Like I mean, I, and we still like I still took her on vacation, took her things I, like I would tell everybody. It wasn't about what she remembered. I just wanted her to have fun and smile in the moment. Mm-hmm. At that point, who cares? She she's done so much for for me, my family. You know, it's Gia's mom, so we did that. And then it got to a point where, when she was living with us, living with me in my house, with me and Gia's house, I should say, there was things that she just couldn't remember to do. So when we brought her back to Queens to the house that she was, you know, that she owned for, you know, 40 years, it was easier because she remembered. She remembered where the stove was, remembered where the bathroom was. So it was difficult because she wasn't with us, but she was in Queens and, you know, she was with her brother, but it was things that, you know, she knew. It was, she was comfortable. She was there. She knew the lay of the land. And then the uh, last couple of days, just health went bad. And it was just, it wasn't like one of those things where you'd be like, okay, you see it coming, she's sick, and it Mm -hmm. goes down. Nah, it just happened like... We were shocked, like literally, like what? What are you talking about? I but, mean, clearly, y'all play, y'all was about to go on vacation. Yeah, so, so expecting that. Yeah, so um, that was Tuesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and last night, you know, we just had to deal with everything. So we sending healing energy to, to you. you and Gia and all the families, thank both you, thank families. You, thank you, thank you. That's so, hard. How is Gia? How is Gia holding up? 
Uh, it was hard Tuesday and most of Wednesday. Um, but I, I, I think Gia realized that, you know, she's in a better place and that she's in, in, a, in a place where she's happy now. And and this, just that dementia was was so against what anybody thinks because her mother was so independent, so on, I'll do it on my own. I'll do this on my own. I don't like she was independent. And when you have that dementia, you lose that independent because you really rely on, on somebody else. You rely on your kids. You rely on help. So um, understanding that we understand that she's in a better place and that, you know, that we sure she's happy. Right. So now it's just a matter of uh, planning. And you don't realize, because this is my first funeral, like first, first, first funeral that I can remember. Everything else was when I was dumb young. So you don't remember it. But now when you're in it now and you have to plan mm -hmm. it, it's like holy ish. It, like it's to the point, and this is going to sound so surreal. What planning my, my mother-in-law's funeral, I plan mine. And my wife's. Well, you, I mean, it's, it's, it hits close to home, right? Yeah. So, so you start questioning your mortality in a different way. Yeah. Like, we're all going to go at some point. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I tell people you got to have your will together. You got to have your estate planning together. Like, all of that stuff has to be in order, but you're all going to go. So it's just it's just one that hit really yeah. close to home to you. We hear about all of this death, especially last year, but this one hit real close to home. So it just makes you question your own mortality. That's yeah. all. Deal with the reality of your own mortality. Yeah, but not even, not even the will and that, but just like... Picking out a plan, like how difficult mm -hmm. that is. Somebody's going to be casket. doing that for you one day. Nah, we yeah. did it for ourselves yesterday. Oh, okay. We, me and my wife. Yeah, yeah remember I was telling y'all that. My friend was telling me her mom has everything planned out for when she passes, yeah. so it won't be first, a lot for her kids. Well, hold to on, have to let's do. Start, look, we got we got four more hours to talk yeah, about this. First, let's start. No, let's I'm start not to show. About this no more. This is this is it. I just wanted to get that off and let's you know I I, I can't talk about this all day. I, I would be in in a bad bad place, but. Pete Davidson is joining us this morning. Pete Davidson will be joining us this morning. Yes, he's got a new Audible original out called uh, Hit Job with Kiki Palmer. So we'll be talking about that, amongst other things, Saturday Night Live and all type of other good stuff. Mm -hmm. And we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, y'all know I've been watching this whole Bill Gates and Melinda Gates divorce play out. So we have some more information. On the day of the divorce, he gave her some stocks. We'll tell you how much that was worth. All right. We'll get into all that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, you? Yee? Well, yesterday Angela, we were you. talking about this. <laughs> well, yesterday we were talking about Bill Gates and Melinda Gates' divorce and how it seems like they've had things planned out for quite some time before they made their announcement. Well, now there's more information. On the very same day that she filed for divorce, he gave her nearly $2 billion worth of stock. It was $1.8 billion on that day. In addition to that, they said that the family seems to be angry at Bill Gates, according Why? to TMZ. Melinda Gates actually had plans for when they announced everything to rent a remote private island in Grenada. And it was $132,000 a night. It was for Melinda and the kids and the kids' significant others to come to the island. Everybody except for Bill Gates. They said everybody in the family already knew that the divorce was happening. There were some issues with the split and virtually everyone in the family took Melinda's side. So in other words, they were upset. Bill Gates and he wasn't invited to the island with them and the reason for going there was so that nobody from the media would be able to reach them and ask all kinds of questions mm -hmm. about what happened they would just be separated from everybody so well, Bill, lawyers were still working on some settlements and outstanding issues everything wasn't resolved at the time of the trip but then Melinda and the family went anyway well Big Bill is at his other island okay Big Bill might be on Mars with his other family mm -hmm. alright you think Bill cares that y'all not talking to him 
Right. I'm sure he does. Though. That's still his I'm kids, sure though. he cares. Well, y'all better be careful for y'all get written out the will. All right, you better pick the right side. He already right. said over two billion. Though. He said two, <laughs> two billion. billion. He said two billion. Okay, don't pick the. By the way, there's no need to pick a side. I understand everybody being upset in that situation, but you don't think Daddy has a perspective too? Well, we don't even know what happened. Exactly. So why y'all picking They're saying sides? This was- I'm, you can't tell people what I'm to sure do in a situation. Know what happened, I'm sure they know I'm just speaking from a child's perspective. Like, why pick a side? They're grown. <laughs> I, I don't but see But they why said this was not a friendly split. They said Melinda and most of the family were furious at Bill for various things that they said that he had done. What did he do? I want to know what he did. I'm sure it's going to come out at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If Bill Gates can't keep his woman happy with a $100 billion, the rest of us don't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. You better learn this thing called love. <laughs> right. I, well, I, think, I think financially, I'm sure she's going to be okay. Uh, financially. Yeah, she's straight. And yeah, so I don't think she has to stay with somebody she's not happy with just because he has money. I just said that. She'll be fine. Yeah. You said if you can't keep her happy with money, you better learn. But that's what I'm, I'm just right. simply saying. He can't keep he can't keep his woman happy. So clearly financials aren't the, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that keeps a woman happy. Now, a woman gave birth to nine babies in Morocco. They're saying it's the first nine? time on record. She knew Bill yes, Gates. Yes, that a woman had given day. birth. <laughs> At one time? Jeez. Five girls and four boys. Nope. She's 25 years old. She had a C-section and then she lost a lot of blood. So she ended up having to have a blood transfusion as well. She was expecting seven babies, but uh, apparently nine. it was nine. How you have the whole Wu-Tang Clan? That's Word. literally the whole Wu-Tang Clan. It's that nine members crazy. of Wu-Tang. That's literally also- all of Wu-Tang. She also gave birth prematurely at 30 weeks, but she is now in stable condition mm-hmm. after that heavy bleeding and the blood transfusion. So, you know, before that, remember... Um, Nadia Suleiman, she was the one that had the eight babies. Mm-mm. She had the reality show. Oh, yeah, I remember oh, yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so previously she had the most. She gave birth to eight premature but otherwise healthy children back in 2009. Well, now this woman has beaten that record. So when that happens, is it natural? Did she like naturally get pregnant and, you know, had nine oh, different babies? Vitro. Or was it in vitro? Like, that can't be natural, right? <laughs> Well, so. a professor of reproductive medicine did say when this happened, right, um, they said that this would be extraordinarily unlikely without fertility treatments. And he also urged more awareness worldwide about monitoring fertility treatments and about the risks and costs of having so many premature babies at one time. I wonder how much, every, uh, how much each baby weighed. Uh, yeah, I don't Especially know. Especially being that they but were she, premature. Had to be around four pounds. And, do, and will pounds. all of them live? I wonder. Well, eight. So far, so far, or eight live, right? Yeah, but she 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 went through the whole nine months though. Did she? I believe so. Mm. Well, the mother was at severe risk of losing her uterus or losing her life. He said the babies could suffer physical and mental handicaps. The risk of cerebral palsy is astronomically higher. So that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Julius. Good morning, man. Good morning. Your phone breaking up, King. What's up, Julius? Your phone's a little breaking up, bro. Okay. Yo, yo. First of all, don't listen to you, DJ, Envy Man, or your mother-in-law. Oh, thank you. It was hard. And, um... We in Florida right now celebrating my daughter's sixth birthday, so I want to give a shout out to my baby girl. And if y'all don't mind, man, I'd like to shout out my brand real quick. Do your thing, yeah, brother. Hey, so yeah, we got a brand, man. It's more than just a logo on a t-shirt. 
It's called Kobani Apparel, C-O-B-O-N-I Apparel. You can find us on Instagram. It was actually inspired by the late, great Nipsey Hussle, man. We all about, mm. you know, power, growth, and unity. And we're trying to put a brand together, man, for the people. So if y'all want to check us out, please, please, please follow us on Instagram at Kobani Apparel. Okay. Thank Got you, King. Okay. Yes. Kobani. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Angel. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Good morning, y'all. I just want to say shout-out to all the Amazon drivers. Shout-out to everybody that's up this morning early getting that money. Good morning, Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. Yes, sir, uh, King. Yep. And um, I just I, do. Say, I, just, I just recently started listening to you guys because I've been up early, and you guys always have me dying laughing in the morning. I really enjoy the radio station, and I really do what you guys do. So Th- shout-out hey, to you guys. We appreciate you, King. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, this iPhone 10, what's going on, family? It's been a while. What's nah, up, iPhone? Your phone better be good since your name is iPhone Sim. Don't let us down, you iPhone know, Sim. Cut, yo, cut it out. Cut it out. I ain't calling for no jokes. I only call just to show some love to my boy DJ Envy and the fam. Know what I mean, I know that's a hard one. Real tough, but you around some good people right now, so I'm sure they're going to hold you down, girl. I'm going to hug him from the back in a minute. Oh my goodness! See, he yeah, don't stop. Man. See, he don't yeah. stop, man. What you mean? You just said he around some good people and they gonna show him some love. I'm gonna show him some love. I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front. I'm glad you. I'm glad you ain't stay home today because like life go on. Even though it's so fresh, man, life go on. You gotta be around people like Charlamagne with this crazy crap. You're not not to take your mind off it. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, you would think this is crazy crap. I'm gonna hug my bro thanks, from the back. Thanks, Apple. And let him know everything's gonna be okay. And you saying that's crazy crap. Know. I don't need a hug from the Yo, back. Yo, I'm coming down too, NBC. No, no, I don't need two hugs, man. <laughs> Let's go. Tag team, back again. Let's go, iPhone Sim. All right, Ray, we're going to make him feel good. Goodness gracious. Remember in Monsters Ball with Holly Berry said, make me feel good. We're going to make you feel good, okay, Envy? Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ Envy. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Hey, I'm just calling to say I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. There you go. And I want to I wanna say thank you to you. A couple weeks ago, I went to your seminar. It was really... um. Educated me and my boy Tony when I was there, so I appreciate you for that. Oh, and thank I you. Say, Which one did you go to? Did you go to New York or Orlando? No, I went to Orlando. Oh, dope, 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 dope. Yeah, and I want to say my condolences to you and your family. Thank you, man. Appreciate right, it. And that's, that's about it, man. Thank you so much. You guys you guys make a big difference out there. I appreciate y'all listening here every day. Right, appreciate you, bro. And shout out to all the EMT workers out there. EMT got to that crib so damn fast, and they tried and tried and tried. So I know you EMT guys, you got a lot. You got It's a hard job. I know you guys are going around traffic, going into people's cribs and trying to help people. So I just want to say thank you to all the EMT drivers out there and EMT people out there. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, man. You know who this is, one and only Sean Stone. Pour the party, guy. Sean Stone. Hey, my name is Sean Stone, uh, Leonard McKenzie. <laughs> 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 hey, I just want to send some love to the club, man. Hey, Envy, I just want to send some love to you and your family, man. My condolences, man, on uh, Gia's mom, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, keep your head up, you know what I mean? And life goes on, you know? All right. Yeah, hey, uh... Yeah, I want to talk about that Bill Gates situation too, man. You know, I know uh, Bill Gates' ex-wife is about to be single now. 
Oh my gosh. You know, trying to holler? She got an Instagram. <laughs> she got an Instagram, Sean Stone. Oh, she got an Instagram? Yeah, it's, Ma- it's Melinda French Gates. Melinda French Gates? Yes, sir. How do you know Melinda that off the top of your head? How do you know that, man? Because <laughs> she's a... Ph- I'm dead serious. She's a philanthropist, businesswoman, and global advocate for women and girls, co-chair <laughs> of the Gates Foundation, right, founder right. of Pivotal hey, Ventures, offer of Moment of Lift. Okay. She's got her page right now. <laughs> she has 849,000 followers. Let me give her my Instagram. It's the real Sean Stone one. If you're looking for I don't think she listens to the Breakfast Club, bro. I don't th- she listens every morning. I don't think she listens, man, bro. I think she listens to the Breakfast Club, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? So, Melinda Gates, get your people to holler at my people. You ain't got no people. <laughs> Who they you better holler at her directly. Go to her the DM, Sean. Send her a DM, King. Go to a DM. For real, for real. I'm serious. I'm a hardworking black man out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, she got a bunch of them working for her. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Get it off your chest. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Willow Smith surprised her mom, even though Mother's Day is on Sunday, and that's just a reminder for everybody out there that's waiting till the last minute. But uh, in the latest episode of Red Table Talk, she reunited Jada Pinkett Smith's band, Wicked Wisdom, the bandmates, to perform one of their hits. Here's what she had to say at the top of the episode. Hey, Ma, you might be a little suspicious recently because I've been cooking up a little something on the side for this beautiful day, and I'm not going to tell you right now, but... I'll give you some hints. So when I was, I want to say about three or four, I went on tour with my mom and her band, Wicked Wisdom. My mother was superwoman. She was a rock star. She was a warrior and a nurturer all in one. So unapologetically wild. Badass. I forgot about Wicked Wisdom. Right. That, that could be a tricky gift, though, because, I mean, what if they broke up on bad terms? And you know what I mean? Like that, like that was some people. I don't even remember the band. I remember we get with them. Mm-hmm. And then you, you I remember pre- they came up to Sirius and performed one day when I, we were working there. How were they? Um, I don't know that I, I just saw them walking <laughs> around the hallways. I had a show to do. It All wasn't right. like I could watch. But yeah, I remember when they came up there, everybody was excited. How, how could she be sure they were cool though? I guess she knew that they, they might have. It's her mom. I'm sure if her mom didn't like them, she would know. Mm. Right. And in addition to that, uh, she also performed a song of theirs. And, you know, Jada Pickett Smith wrote on Instagram, my heart bursts in a thousand different ways. Having my daughter honor me in this way. I love you, Willow. And yeah. I mean, by the way, Exciting. when I say I remember Wicked Wisdom, I don't remember none of their music. I just uh, remember Jada had a group called Wicked Wisdom. Uh, I was like, I don't remember a song. I don't remember. No, no, I don't remember no music. You want to hear a clip? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's good therapy. Like, you know, sometimes you just want to vent. Sometimes you just want to go in a studio and yell and scream, you know what I mean? Get some things out. That's all. It's like hitting a punching bag. You remember that song? No. I told you I don't remember none of their music. I mean, I don't know yet. I don't know any of them. I just remember she was in a band. I thought maybe when y'all heard it, y'all might remember, but maybe not. You're the DJ, sir. I'm not even playing that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now Khloe Kardashian and Kris Jenner have bought <laughs> side-by-side mansions for $37 million. So according to records, yes, they bought these back in 2020. Kris uh, Jenner's house went for $20 million. Khloe's went for $17 million. They're still under construction. Must be nice. Mm. 
houses next to each other. And I guess Khloe Kardashian wanted a bigger house. And so now, yes, by Mother's Day, maybe they'll be next door neighbors yet again. All right. Now, Sydney Chase, since we're talking about the Kardashians and Khloe Kardashian, did confirm that she did get a, a cease and desist from Tristan Thompson. If you don't know who that is, she's the woman that was on No Jumper that said that she was messing around with Tristan, even though Tristan is back together with Khloe Kardashian. And she also put out some of their alleged private messages and private messages from Khloe asking Sydney to keep the conversation between them private. Clearly, that didn't happen. Woman to woman type of conversation. And um, so uh, Tristan Thompson sent her a cease and desist. Now, she denied receiving that, but now she has confirmed that she did get it. She said, however, I'm moving forward with the truth and I am choosing not to comply. I will not be called a liar. What happens if someone sends you a cease and desist, but you're not lying? You got to prove you're not lying. That's yeah, all. Just gotta prove it. That's, that's the next thing. Do they have to prove that you are lying in order for it to really work? No, you send a cease and desist, and then when the cease and desist gets there, you the cease and desist warns them that if you continue with this, we're going to take you to court. We're going to sue you for slander. We're going to sue you for defamation. Right. Well, she is uh, supposed to provide proof to back up her claim, so let's see if she's able to do that or not. Probably not. All right. Warner Brothers and DC have reportedly committed to hiring a black director for the black Superman movie. So they are now committed to finding that person. They've already started their search. Some of the potential directors could include Regina King. That would be exciting. Shaka King, who just did Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, J.D. Dillard, Stephen Capel Jr. So we will see. They said Barry Jenkins was also mentioned as a possibility. Excited? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize I hated DC this much. I, I mean, I knew I hated DC, but even the blackness, even black and Superman, out don't make me excited for, for there, DC comics. There, there was a black Superman. I've never. I've never, I've, I've, I've never been in the DC. I don't recall any black Superman. He had a black outfit at one point. He he, he wore it in the last Justice League movie. Uh-huh. Actually, the Snyder cut. So he wasn't black. He just wore mm-hmm. a black outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you there was a black Superman in DC. Uh, I'm not in the DC, so uh, I don't know. I I'm no a Marvel clue. guy. The Black Green Lantern. It's definitely a black Green Lantern. John Stewart. Mm. I hate that I know that. All right. I don't want no DC <laughs> trivia in my mind. That story was for Charlemagne. This story is for Envy. Matt James and Rachel are back together. <laughs> oh, and they said that Matt, mm. mm-hmm, the bachelor, Matt is hesitant to publicly and outrightly confirm it right now because it's still fresh. They still suffer. They still have some issues to work through. As you know, Rachel has gotten some scrutiny for her past. So now everybody's looking at Matt and he's feeling pressure to set a good example for other black men. So he's, he's. You remember what happened with Rachel? Yeah. Break it down, Envy. Nah, Rachel did that party. They they said she was racist. She was a Trump supporter, and then Matt broke up with her, and now they're back together. Seems like they broke up. You know, like I hey, thought let's... Rachel was black. No, Rachel's white. Oh. No. Why am I thinking about Rachel from Higher Learning, Van Lathan Show? That's a different show. That's she was an old cast member. She was an oh. older cast member. Okay. See, that's yeah. why I don't watch them stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What do you think about that? Does it make you look at Matt differently? Or? I didn't never think that. I never thought that they broke up. I thought that they just did that for press and just say, "Hey, let's just keep it low for a little bit and come right back." But yeah, I thought it's whack. I think it's whack. Maybe he sees something in her that, that we don't see. So I don't know. Well, Rachel did confirm on Wednesday that the two of them are back on, and he said they are trying to make it work. That's what he said. Mm. 
And there you have it. That is your rumor report. All right. Did y'all see Ebony K. Williams on um, Housewives in New York? I saw the last thing. Oh, yeah, we talked about it yesterday. How was it? I, did, I missed it. It gave me a little panic attack. I was scared for her surrounded by all them white women. Really? Did you call yes. 911? No. I well, thought about it, but then they, 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 she, well, they, they, they done went there and Leah Ebony would have got in trouble. You're right. You're you know right. what I mean? Yeah, at I least she has Leah there with her because Leah's definitely somebody that I'm sure that's going to be like her, her friend on the show. Yeah, salute to Leah. Okay. I didn't know what was going on. I tried to watch the last 30 minutes. I was like, maybe I need to watch all the seasons to know what was going on. Because, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to support Ebony, but I'm just like, I just didn't know what was going just on. Just watch from the beginning of that episode, because it's a new season. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's give an update on what's happening with Michaela Miller. She was a high school student that was found uh, dead in a wooded area. And we'll talk about what happened before she was found dead and why the family doesn't think it's suicide. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is caffeine. If you love to drink it, you'll love hearing Michael Pollan explore the most used drug in the world. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. 16-year-old Michaela Miller. Uh, the death of Michaela Miller is still being investigated. And according to the DA, Marion Ryan, they've shared new details on the investigation. She said there is no truth to the allegation that we have reached a final conclusion. They did have a prayer vigil for her yesterday. And now they have released a timeline. Now, if you guys don't know, 16-year-old Michaela Miller was found dead around 7.45 a.m. on April 18th. She was standing on her feet with a belt wrapped around her neck tied to a tree. So now the office is waiting for a ruling on the cause and manner of the death. At first, they were trying to say that it was a suicide. Now they're saying that the investigation is ongoing. Now there's a timeline. And according to the timeline, Michaela Miller was involved in a physical altercation with two other teenagers, a male and a female, in a clubhouse at her apartment complex uh, on April 17th. The fight was reported to the police. The police did take statements from Miller and from the female teen who was involved. Then Miller's mother went to sleep. She went to sleep around 9.30 p.m. She thought her daughter was still inside the house. And now according to uh, the DA, the data from Miller's cell phone shows that her phone traveled about 1,316 steps between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. that night. They said that is approximately the number of steps between Miller's home and where her body was found the next morning. Now, investigators are saying they have determined none of the teenagers who were involved in the altercation or who were in the clubhouse at that time were present with her after 9 p.m. According to the DA, she said nothing about what I have said brings Michaela back or consoles her family and uh, right now, though, other people feel like there's some things that are being covered up. Monica Cannon Grant, who is the CEO of Violence in Boston, spoke about Miller's death. And she said everything about this case says that something is being hidden and it does not feel good. Michaela was found tied to a tree standing on her feet with a belt wrapped around her neck. I'm sending healing energy to her family. I don't even know what to say when I hear stories mm -hmm. like that. I don't think there is anything to say. I just, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I hate to hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as they do need to let make sure that the family does have some answers because you want to make sure they're thoroughly looking at the crime scene. Michaela's mother is saying, did they just dismiss it because she's a black girl on a tree in Hopkinton? So they want some answers, naturally. All right, now the CDC is setting rules for trial cruises with volunteer passengers. They're saying these trial voyages with volunteers will help test whether the ships can sail safely 
during a pandemic. Would you volunteer for that? No, hell no. What kind of black person going to volunteer to get on a goddamn ship? What if they're vaccinated? No. You don't have a good history with ships, you know. I don't know <laughs> if you know this or not, Angela. Yeah. Well, people go on cruises. Okay, sure. You don't cool. think people go on cruises? Yes. Of course they well, go, on practice cruise. cruise. go on cruises. I'm talking East about way cruise back run in the day. Okay. Two, two to seven days, and they must have enough passengers to meet at least 10% of the ship's capacity. Volunteers have to be 18 or older. You have to be either fully vaccinated or free of medical conditions that would put you at a high risk for severe COVID-19. And so the ship operator has to tell everyone they're simulating untested safety measures, and you have to be examined for COVID symptoms before and after the trip. At least 75% must be tested at the end. Mm-hmm. You have to you, use your face mask and social distancing. Mm-hmm. I'm cool on that. I'm not volunteering to do none of the white man's experience, especially in regard to the black people having to get on boats or anything of that nature. I am fine. All right. And Peloton is recalling their uh, treadmills after a child died and 70 injuries. It's the Tread Plus and Tread Treadmills. And they admitted they were wrong to fight the Consumer Product Safety Commission's request that it do so. If you recall, they had asked that they uh, bring back these machines. Peloton refused to do that, which is unusual. But now they are saying that they did make a mistake. And their initial response, they should have engaged more productively with them from the outset. They said, for that, I apologize. That did make the stock go down, just to FYI. Mm-hmm. All right, and Broadway is reopening in September at full capacity, according to Governor Cuomo. So 100% capacity, and that'll be happening by September 14th. It's been eight, it'll be 18 months by then since Broadway shut down. So is there any and fine so print with that? Is there like you have to be vaccinated or you have to mm-hmm. have proof of vaccination? Or is it just 100% regardless? Well, they said they need more time to get those be some uh, logistics has to be done. Mm-hmm. They haven't announced it. They have until September, you know, to, I guess, let us know what, what it's looking like at that time. But the plan is September 14th. Okay. Are they banning All right. the, um, those characters in Times Square? They, they're making the characters not be able to go on Times Square anymore. Well, they had all kinds of stuff on them suits anyway. Them suits used to be so dirty. And nasty. <laughs> those suits were so filthy. Yeah, there's so much disease on them shirts, mm-hmm. on them suits. You know what it must have smelled like in there? Exactly. And especially in the summer when it's hot out. Exactly. They should have bended that old dirty Spider-Man's running around. Like, they should have been, they should have been, bended that. They didn't pass so much diseases through the city. Goodness gracious. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now when we come back, Pete Davidson will be joining us. So That's we'll kick right. with Pete Davidson, Saturday Night Live comedian, and more. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building Pete Davidson, superstar. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very PDD, much. PDD, Pete Davidson, what's happening, my brother? Nothing, man. Just struggling to grow a mustache. Oh, so you're actually trying to grow it out? I um, couldn't tell if you were sha- you shaved it or not. No, I'm trying for the... I'm filming this thing, and uh, they were like, can you grow a mustache? And apparently, no. So it's a, <laughs> so it's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a horror movie that uh, we shoot in like a few weeks. So I'm hoping it comes in by then. Yeah. How you yeah. been during the pandemic, brother? Uh, I ha- I've been okay now. Uh, I had a rough go at the beginning but mm-hmm. luckily snl came back so like i luckily had some sort of normalcy mm-hmm. i don't know if you felt that way with the show and stuff absolutely but, uh, i think i you know was one of the spoiled ones during the pandemic where i got to work and uh it kept my mental good so i'm good now but it's this is a time absolutely i saw last night was it last night you were at dinner with elon musk yes 
all this controversy around Elon Musk and SNL. So why? did you guys I, discuss it? Yeah, I don't understand. I'm like, why is this? We didn't discuss it at all because we're all just like, why is? I just don't understand why this is the dude everyone's so freaked out about. I I he, thought I missed something. I did. I was like, did I was Elon like, did, say something? Did he do something? Yeah, like, I was like, what did he do? Uh, I, I, he's just like a you know really wealthy businessman that makes like you know nerd. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. He's really nice. He's I, I I'm excited. So is there any truth that the cast of SNL is like upset and refusing to film with him and all this other? Nobody that I with. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of been like, yo, who's the guy that's so pissed yeah. off? Because <laughs> yeah. we cause we're on a group text, so we're all just everybody's like, I don't know. That's what Michael Chase said. I wonder if somebody just put that out there just to build up buzz for him being on this show. I you know how social media and all yeah. that that you know. People like controversy and people like, uh, to quote Michael Caine, people like to watch the world burn That's sometimes, right. you know? You you were living in, in, in uh, your mom's basement yeah, yeah, during yeah. the pandemic, right? Salute to, salute to Amy. Yeah, well, Amy. Why did you choose to stay there? Uh, well, I was about to move out. I, li I lived on my own from like 17 to 24, 25, and mm -hmm. then got wild, so I moved home and stay with my mom and uh, I was getting ready to move out and then the pandemic happened and I was like, yeah, we should all just, you know, stay together. My sister stayed and then we all just recently moved out, but it was really nice and we all got a bunch of dogs and it was really cool. See, that makes perfect sense though. <laughs> we was having this conversation yesterday because uh, our friend Ebony Williams <laughs> was saying how she was upset her fiance didn't want to stay with her. He wanted to stay with the kids and I'm like, well, that's his kids. During right. a, a pandemic, you want to be with your Right. Family, your closest people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to be alone. Yeah, you know, and I don't know how to cook or anything. Like that. <laughs> so yeah, it was really, really nice. Did you feel better moving out? Yeah, I feel good now. It felt well. I, you know, like I, even though I had a cool setup down there, at some point I was like, I am living with my mom. You know, like on some level, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. on some level, like I am, like you know, it's it's a weird thing, you know. So. uh I had to get out of there. But it's so. got to be different for you, though, because, I mean, you help with the... I'm sure you're helping with the bills, right? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I bought it with her. Yeah, you uh, bought the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like, yeah, I'm not... But, you know, it's still like, you know, you wake up and your mom's there and, you know, you're taking, like, a dump and she's, like, screaming and you, you can't hear her because you're in the bathroom. Yeah. It's just, like, a situation I don't want to be in at, like, 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it weird for you that every move you make and everything you do gets, like, duck? and all press yeah i don't understand it because like i really i don't have social media at all so like i've made it very clear that 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 type of lifestyle is really not what i'm about like i'm not like online being like you know so i do, i really don't understand the appeal but uh i really just feel bad for like people i'm close to and like you know my family because they got they got to read that stuff you know, I don't think that people realize that, like, it's like a chain reaction. Like, it doesn't only affect the person. Like, the, everybody involved around them is kind of affected. And it's not not really fair. But I don't know. I hope it stops. It has to. It'll stop soon. So there'll be another. <laughs> you think? Yeah, there's got to be another. You should hope not. There's got to be another kid. Listen, there's a lot of people people don't care about, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. Right. I know. There's I people know. that's in movies, TV shows, everywhere, and nobody cares what right. they do. <laughs> so you should be grateful that they care. I am very grateful. I just, I, I definitely, I don't understand to the extent that they go. Like, if it was just about the work, that would yeah. be super cool. But it's like, 
It's about like weird stuff. What is your pickup lines? Like, how do you approach women? Because a lot of guys could use some advice. And I would love to know, like, what is your approach? How, how when you're interested in somebody, how do you approach them? I am just uh, very, very honest. I think, like, what a lot of people do is they try to put on uh, their, you know, not even their best self, but, like, almost a version of themselves that they would like to be. Mm-hmm. Eventually that will unravel, you know? So I just off the top I'm like hey I'm nuts here's all my issues here's what I do here's the therapist this is what happens and that could either be a lot for someone or it could be you know they they could you know most of the time people going through the same thing they could be or they could be like cool that was really refreshingly honest Uh, or sometimes it could be a little intense and weird and people can't handle that stuff but I think always going into it honest and like just not playing any of the games like any of the text games or the I won't hit you up for a certain amount of hours because I don't I want to mm-hmm. seem busy. <laughs> you know, like if I'm if I'm in if, <laughs> no, if I'm into you, like I'm really into Word you. Word up. Are the, are the folks in Staten Island still mad at you for what you said in a about the bar? Yeah, in December. <laughs> I mean, I I said that and then like the next day the guy like ran over a cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which wasn't really a good response. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I love Staten Island. Obviously, I live there still. Like, I'm a comedian. I pick at stuff. I make fun of myself and where I'm from. I don't think it's fair to pick at other stuff and not be able to pick at your own stuff. Where? Uh, but there's some there's some people on Staten Island that are some interesting people, and yeah. uh, you got you got to deal with. You just got to deal with it. I don't give a about those. people people uh and i i just hope they stop doing stuff like that how do they treat you when you're moving around Staten island though honestly 90 percent of the time super positive but like you know there's that uh there's a little there's just like that bad it might be jealousy though especially you know when you the the movie king of staten island yeah great film you know i mean salute to judd apatow they they might get mad at the fact you labeled yourself king yeah, you I like mean? how people thought that that was my idea for the title. <laughs> my idea for the title was the worst. The worst. And Judd was like, "No, that no, that is that is horrible." It was like, he was like, "This is a, a film, so we're gonna call it the King of Staten." I was like, "All right." I think being shirtless on a poster that says the King of Staten Island and you're like this would that would be aggravating. A bit to arrogant. See. It could be a bit. I, I can see how somebody can say it's a bit arrogant. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I can yeah. see that for sure. All right, we got more with Pete Davidson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian and from Saturday Night Live, Pete Davidson, Charlamagne. You doing the Audible original hit job? Yes, right, the audio scripted mm-hmm. show. Uh, uh, audio, Audible original with Kiki Palmer. It's a workplace comedy. It's about uh, two people that work at a uh, place that uh, hires people to kill the most dangerous people in the world. And uh, it's it's really funny and fun, and I had fun working with Kiki. It was kind of like this. It was the first thing I, I got to do during the pandemic, so we were both just so thrilled to like be around another person. And uh, it's really fun, and I, th- I think there's 12 30-minute episodes. Now, what made you want to do that? Because you do TV, you do film. Why the yeah. Audible original? Well, first, I want to be like you and like Kevin Hart and just like... We're doing okay, guys. You guys just like... It's like a lot of bags, you know? 
I would have loved to have that hit job show. Oh my God, of, there's a lot of bags around <laughs> that you could. No, I think expanding the brand yeah. is wonderful. I th- mm-hmm. I also love voiceover work because like if it's great, it's great. If it doesn't work out, your face isn't on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like who gives a <laughs> shit? You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like nobody's ever been mad at someone for a cartoon. And you got you got rid of a bunch of your tattoos, right? Yeah, I've been removing them because. Uh, it's just like it takes like three hours to cover all of them, and uh, and, and then when you're watching the movie, you could kind of tell the skin just kind of looks weird. So I just figured I'd burn them off. It's, You've been doing the laser surgery. Joe? Yeah, it sucks. Like they put goggles on you, and uh, so you're just like in the dark. And then your doctor like has to announce the tattoo before he lasers it because he wants to make sure I want to get rid of that one. So it's like kind of embarrassing because I'll just be in the dark. And all of a sudden, you'll hear uh, uh, Stewie Griffin smoking a blunt. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. And he'll be like, all right. And then just start lasering it. And it's just like really embarrassing. How old were you when you got your first tattoo? Yeah, I was 16 or 17. And it was uh, me and my buddy Ricky got Swerve Life tattooed on our, our knees uh, because uh, that Big Sean song where he said Swerve. At the, yeah. at the time, we it was like, huge and we were like swerve we were like that's that's forever that's life <laughs> so that's what y'all used to say so like got, swerve. Yeah, it was swerve life yeah so we got it on our knees and i actually showed uh big sean he thought it was really funny why the uh, knees though <laughs> well swerve life we put it on our knees because uh on the right leg because that's the acceleration <laughs> leg on the gas pedal. <laughs> And we were, that is very well thought out. And we were swerving. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was 16. I didn't know. I, I thought what it was. What did Big Sean say when you showed it to him? He was like, you're a f- moron. No, he was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, that's like, weird. I think that's the nicest thing he could have said yeah. was, oh, wow. Where did you see him at? That you just pulled your leg out? Dr. We just, uh, we, we tag, text exchanged. Yeah. He's a good guy. You said you said in the beginning, the beginning of the pandemic, it was really rough for you. What, what, what do you mean by that? I was working a lot, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden nothing. And then like I was in my mom's basement alone with my thoughts for like three to four months. And then was just doing press about like, you know, for the movie and it was just like dad stuff. It was like, your dad's dad, how's that feel? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just movie autobiographical about your dad. Your dad, 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 dad. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. And I'm on Zoom and I'm just f-ing. And I hear my mom upstairs and I'm just like, oh, this is a nightmare. It kept re-triggering you, basically. Yeah, it kept re-triggering me and then like, you know, I'm like super insecure about like, you know, I make jokes about my dad being dead or tells stories about him to because one I want him to live on and two I think making a joke about something like that and if he could get a laugh out of it it kind of it's a little healing you know Mm -hmm. but I'm super insecure people like oh you talk about your dad to be famous and I'm just like ah I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Talk about your dad because that's your dad. This is my dad. Part yeah. of your life. I, I, I believe it or not, I haven't lived very long, and I don't have very much to talk about. <laughs> so I take from what I know, criticizer. But yeah, man, I, I'm. I'm work. You know, I was super insecure and still am a little bit, but like got a lot, got a lot better, got a lot of help, and uh, luckily, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know. I don't know if you did this where you like teared your friends. 
Yeah. Where during the pandemic, uh, Angela, I don't know if you did that, where you were like, okay, <laughs> these are like fourth tier friends. These are like friends that you. <laughs> Yeah, like these oh, are friends yeah, that are yeah, like, yeah, oh, we're all out. Like, okay, I'll have a drink with that person, and like we pretend like we're friends, but we're not. And then there's like third tier friends, where it's just like you guys used to be really tight, but you're not anymore. But you still keep in touch because you feel guilty, yeah. right? And then there's second tier friends who think that they're first tier friends, but they're not. And then there's <laughs> then there's yeah. your real friends. I did that. Yeah. I tiered my friends out, and then it made me like kind of just. I was like, my family's important. These four people are important. And, you know, now I'm going to try and work and have have some fun. Stop yeah. being so hard on myself. Yeah, I don't know if I tiered people. You know what I said? Like, it's certain people that you check on. You know what I'm saying? You check on often. Right. And I guess people you saw during the pandemic. Right. I mean, you couldn't see everybody, but if right. you were close enough to see a person, no, even right. if you saw them once, yeah, you're like, okay, that's my, that's my, that's my folks. Oh yeah. I actually got got closer. I got closer with certain people during the pandemic. I didn't see a I lot had of people. Now that I think about it, though. I, no. I live by myself, so I think it's different, you know, for me. Like if people have families or they're married, obviously that's who you're with. Right. But when you live by yourself, you have to make sure that you interact with people, right? Because that can really just make you feel just so insane like you have to see people and so there's people that i never really got a chance to spend time with like that like one of my friends came and stayed with me for months during oh, the pandemic. Nice. yeah so now we're really tight and we were always cool but we weren't as close as we are now thanks to the pandemic your pandemic buddies yeah that's my pandemic bestie yeah. no that's interesting because i'm thinking yeah. about it i'm like who did I we saw each other like once you came to the house we, once we do a couple phone calls we do phone calls we do Texas. like a monthly checkup facetime stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah um but I saw Angela Rye. It was pretty low key for me. <laughs> it was pretty low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Besides, if besides family and like you know seeing my grandparents from across Same. the street for the first six months, uh, yeah, it was pretty. I might have saw six people. Yeah, you, Angela, Dolly, Ashley. I did. I did move around a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I went to Mexico. I didn't at all. I went to go see Dave Chappelle in Yellow Springs. That's a cool. Of oh, times. I heard that was awesome. That, that's yeah, that's gotta be amazing. cool when you could just take over a town. You could do that in Staten Island. They, mm -hmm. I, I, maybe you could Dave, easily but do Dave that in Staten like Island. Runs Ohio. Yeah, yeah like yeah, Dave yeah. is like like he might as well be. <laughs> he like owns the a mayor. lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now Eminem hit you too after you played him on SNL. Yes, sir. What was that conversation like? I uh, he uh, said a bunch of really nice things that he didn't have to say. So uh, you know, just to, you know, teams reached out and uh, I just said thanks. And uh, yeah, he he was really nice. He just was like, I, I I appreciate the raps. I thought they were cool, and you know, I was like, I think you're really cool. This is really cool for me, and uh, thank you. And then it got off the phone as immediately. I don't know if <laughs> you guys are like that, but when you talk to like someone that cool or like legendary, awkward. You, you're just like, okay, you, I got what I needed and I don't want you to hate me and bye. Like, <laughs> I just like, yeah, I just am right. so afraid to <laughs> up. The, and um, the ending is always the worst, right? You just don't know how to end it. You're like, I, all right, thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's why I 
<laughs> yeah, texting is sometimes better for stuff like that. All right, well, no more. We got more with Pete Davidson. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Comedian and from Saturday Night Live, Pete Davidson. Yee. Now, Pete, you know what I wanted to ask you about um, SNL and your past experience? Yeah. I know that there was some criticism you had of them, but obviously you're still on the show, so you guys have yeah, rectified yeah, yeah. whatever was wrong. So did that help when you publicly spoke about it and then they were like, okay, how can we fix this? Like, what happened? So I did that with with you. Yep. Matter of fact, let's flash back to that, that that interview we did, Pete. Now, when it comes to being the butt of the jokes at SNL, why not just tell them they can't joke on your personal life? Because then, like, I'm a hypocrite. Like, I can't tell. That's what they do. That's their show. Like, if I'm just fodder now, though, maybe mm -hmm. I shouldn't be there. Have you expressed that? Yeah. I literally was just like, picture what it's like to be made fun of and then cut to immediately. They think I'm dumb. Like, I'm literally painted out to be, like, this big, dumb idiot. So you've outgrown it, is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I've done as much as I can over there. I was, like, fresh out of rehab and, like, not really thinking clearly. And, you know, I was cert definitely feeling a certain type of way. Uh, but I didn't really handle it in the best way. It was definitely a learning experience because, like, the backlash or, like, the not not backlash or just, like, what I had to deal with following that kind of sucks so like the mature thing would have been to like internally deal with that and be like hey i feel this way and then they would have been like oh hey actually it's all in your head or like we hear you we'll make this work i don't think um, you were being malicious in that conversation i, I wasn't no i just definitely just i definitely expressing how you felt felt a certain type of way you know you didn't um, call nobody by name yeah you just said you don't like you know the way yeah. things are sometimes but now I feel really happy and lucky to be there. I've, you know, I apologize to the cast, you know, for, you know, letting it out in that way and not, you know, coming to them and they were cool with it. And uh, yeah, I, I, because of that, I think I've, I'm having my, the most fun I've had. One, because of the ability, can't believe I get to work. And then two, it's just like, I feel really relaxed there now. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no like uh, tension. You know? So maybe it was good it happened. No matter how much Gossip Cop tries to bring me down, <laughs> things are all peachy at 30 Rock, baby. Did, they, did that make the group chat go off? Like, so Pete, who's the cast members that... Uh, you know, know they started a like side shit. group chat. No, no. That's that when was... they started a side group chat without you in it, and they're like, yo, did you see what he was Stop doing? Stop, yeah. You're going to give Pete anxiety. Stop. Oh, I have such... I'm going <laughs> to... No, Colin... I remember Colin came up to me the day after that came out. He was like, I don't feel that way about you, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Is <laughs> everybody thinking what the... Um, <laughs> that was good though. It was. I think it was healthy. It was good in a lot of ways where I got to learn and you know how I could. Now I feel like I handle things better. You you know what would help that if like because you know mental health matters everywhere, right? If they had yeah. on these sets, if instead of like meetings where y'all go over writing, y'all just had meetings to see how everybody feels. Yeah. If they brought everybody together and just be like, how does everybody feel? Yeah. Good, bad, happy, sad, whatever. And then people could express themselves in those moments. If more companies did that, more programs did that, I think it would help a lot. It would help a lot. It's like it, the problem with that is like uh, it just sounds lame. So like people yeah, um, people online will be like, oh, you need to have a meeting about your feelings? They don't it's have like, to know, though. It's like, yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do. <laughs> what do you think therapy is? I'm really sad. Uh, yes. Therapy is meetings about our feelings. It would take five minutes. Hey, everybody everybody good? Anything 
anybody mad or upset about anything? Anybody want to fix anything? <laughs> and then, you know, go on with your day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give everybody, maybe give everybody edibles and then, you know, it's yeah. Like, Microdose and mushrooms. Yeah. You, you did that recently? Yeah. I switched to, to acid instead of doing the mushrooms. I, I, I find that it's more fun. Really? Yeah. Like that's when you put the little paper under your tongue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It hasn't changed since the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, that's the one thing that'll never change. The way you do drugs, whenever your people still blowing up blow, and it'll never change. What, do you, what did it do? What did it do for you? I mean, for me, it makes me more mellow and appreciative of things and kind of relax and uh, enjoy music more. But, uh, you know, some people, I don't know, I've never had this experience, but some people are like, oh, my God, I saw a dragon. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I have. I saw Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, and um, (laughs) we were playing charades. And so my friend's boyfriend like was trying to act something out and he turned into Eeyore. And then I all of a sudden was in Alice in Wonderland and then the chair turned into like a nice friendly like bear that wanted to give me a hug. It was it was interesting. That's see, that sounds awesome. That's never happened to you even on shrooms? No, never. I don't know. Maybe I just did them too much. Yeah. The first time I ever did it, I remember being like, whoa, man. But like ever since then, I never got like that. I always tell people if you're not in a good mood, you can't do it because you'll have bad hallucinations and it could be a really bad experience. If you're like trying to forget something or you're going through something tragic, sometimes it makes it worse. Yeah, you gotta be in a, a positive uh, mood and, and with like at least someone that's cool uh, and that's like down. Otherwise you're gonna have a really bad time. Now, uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad. When's that coming up? August Woo! 7th, I think. Is that gonna be in theaters or is it? I think theaters and HBO Max. Okay, okay, okay. At the same time, or HBO Max for a month and then only theaters. Now, but that's a big f***ing movie, bro. That's sick. What's the character you playing? Yeah, uh, Blackguard. His name is Richard Hertz, which is uh, <laughs> Dick Hertz. Dick Hertz. Yeah. That's how it is in the, but that's how it is in the comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for real. Uh, um, Dick Hertz. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I, you know... Of co- if I ever get to play a superhero, of course his name would be Dick Hurts. But, uh, <laughs> dude, it's one of those things that I still am just like... It would, when I got to shoot it, it was the first time I was like, wow, this is some Hollywood That's like, got to be your biggest one, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I've never seen some like this before. Like, they built a beach that's, like, nicer than most resorts I've stayed at. Wow. I was like, can I stay here when you guys wrap the yeah. set? And, like, it was just, like, the first, like, what welcome to the biz kid kind of moment for me. Uh, I can't believe it. I get to see, like, a poster. I mean, I'm very small on the poster, but I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cool feeling, and uh, it's, it's, like, first time my uncles are, like, uh, or, like, my little cousins are excited about something I, I've done, which is fun. PDD, man, I'm, I'm happy to see you. You look good. Thank you, man. You sound good. good. To see you, man. All's, all's well in the world of Pete Davidson. You as well, Angela. Good to see you. And we have history, too. We actually started a music video together. Yeah, oh, Fab, Fab <laughs> that? music video, right? Fab's remember, that's video. so funny. Yes. I gotta look back at that. I think, you, were you there, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the host. It was no. a game show. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. me and Charlamagne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Is that, that video yeah, online yeah. somewhere? I don't yes. know. It was weird. I remember. <laughs> it is, it is. Oh, well, I remember what was oh, the no. joke. It was like, oh, he takes me to Chipotle or so, something. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what the song was, but every time I've seen Fab a couple times, and 
in uh-huh. passing, and he's been like, yeah, uh, all that <laughs> is gonna be super funny in five years. Yeah, we, we knew what I was looking at. Right guy code for a while. Guy code. I was looking at that. Remember that video? Oh, the balls. Yeah. Remember when it was shake your balls? What was it called? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. We did some weird. <laughs> some weird. Yeah. yeah. I was going. You know what? I'm going to post that tomorrow. I was going to post a video of uh when you was on my old talk show. Oh, oh, with Juicy J? Yeah. yeah. And I had your mom talking to you all sexy. Oh, that, yeah, that was, oh, what a nightmare that was. That was awful. That was all set up. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I like this one. And it was my mom. <laughs> listen, life is good, man. I mean, listen, I, the, the, big, the biggest thing is I'm happy that we're in studio having a conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel, that feels good. Yeah, it feels positive. It feels really we good. Ma- we made it through 2020. Absolutely. So y'all make sure y'all check out Pete Davidson uh, hit job. When does hit job come out? Is it out? I think it's out, or it's it, it, if it's, it's out. not out, it will be yeah. out within a week from whenever this is out. Yeah, so it's an yeah. Audible original. I'm sure it's free with your Audible membership. PDD, love you, brother. Thank you for coming, man. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. It's Thank the, you, Angela. It's the Breakfast Club. It's time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, so Megan Thee Stallion has her own Snapchat original show. It's called Off the Leash with Megan Thee Stallion, and it's actually celebrity friends and their pets. Listen to the preview. As y'all all know, I am one of the best dog moms ever on the planet, um, and I really want to invite some other pet parents to come get wild with me and my boys on a hot girl ranch. Thank you, Snapchat, for helping me put this together. Get ready for Off the Leash with Megan Thee Stallion. That's a cute idea. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrities and their pets. All right, now Drake has a, a Toronto brokerage. He, he supports this Toronto brokerage, and it just hit a $4 billion valuation. Hmm. It's a firm that's backed by him. It's called Wealth Simple, and it has other people also that are investors too, like Ryan Reynolds, Michael J. Fox, uh, NBA player Dwight Powell. So just last year, it was valued at $1.2 billion. Now the valuation a year later is $4 billion. It's an investment in manager and trading app. Nice, great investments. All right. Now, in addition to that, did you see the car that Drake uh, designed with chrome hearts? Yes. I saw that. I did see the interior of that. Mm-hmm. It's a custom Rolls Royce. How do I say this, Envy? Cullinan? Cullinan. Cullinan, yes. And so they actually had done this car like a year. It took about a year, they said, for them to design this car. And they actually couldn't even, he couldn't drive it because, of course, once he drove it, it would be pictured out on the road. And they wanted to make sure they rolled it out in the right way. So it's just been sitting there waiting. But now you can see uh, pictures of that as well. What do you think? Where's that car at? Where is it at? Is it in Toronto, L.A.? Do you know? Uh, I would think he has it. You Mm. know, he just built it. And it was in GQ magazine. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can get it for the car show. I'm gonna try. I know. I, look, I already know. <laughs> when I seen it, I already thought about it. I already sent out some some texts and stuff. I ain't getting a reply. Now right. the r- <laughs> the rims are engraved with the words F U. Just so you know, did you see that part? The rims are engraved mm-hmm. with F U. Uh huh. But okay. the, spelled out properly, not just F U, but for real. Could look, you move on? Still- I'm trying not to hate on Drake this morning. God, I'm waiting. What's wrong? I know you are. I know you're only doing this to debate me. But you don't like I'm happy dog? for the brother. Drop two, drop on the poos bombs. Probably aimed at you. You said what? The rims are probably aimed at you. Maybe. I'm sure. It's possible. I'm sure. All right. Now Matt Barnes says that he would fight Ocho Cinco if the money was right. Here's what he told TMZ Sports. 
I mean, I do box, but to be honest with you, like, it's not something that I really want to jump into, to be honest with you. I mean, like, to me, I'm, I'm kind of past that stage of my life, but you know, like I said, if it, if it ever came across and the money was right, I'd consider it. What happened with Ocho Cinco? Him and Ocho Cinco? He's fighting in the ring. Ocho Cinco's fighting on the undercard in the Floyd Mayweather fight. Uh, that, Logan Paul fight. That fight think? makes a lot of sense, though, because neither one of them are professional boxers, so that's a matchup I would watch, Matt Barnes. Versus Ocho Cinco. These are one of them are professional boxers. So that one makes sense. Who's Ocho Cinco fighting? Who you think will win? Did they say? He's got to no, figure it out. Oh. Who I think would win? Matt Barnes all day. Matt might be the only light-skinned person I would bet on in that situation. Okay, <laughs> Matt is tough. And the matter Matt gets, the stronger he gets. And Ocho Cinco, super athletic. But Matt got hands. Ask Derek Fisher. Goodness gracious, All right. Man. Now, Shaq what? on NBA on TNT, he had a booger in his nose and... Somebody had to tell him. I guess it was huge. And he said it was the biggest booger that he's ever mm. seen. Listen to this. I didn't want to tell you on live TV. You ain't going to tell me I had a booger on my face. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you. I was going to go like you. this or something. I did that. And you asked me. I, I couldn't even this. look at you. The big booger podcast. <laughs> that was the biggest big booger, booger I've ever seen. Y'all should really Eek. listen to Shaq on All the Smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. It's a great conversation. But I do have questions about Shaq. Shaq, why is Shaq like a little kid, man? Like, why is he just like a big child? He be ashy. He got boogers <laughs> on his face. <laughs> like, why? How you got all Shaq. that money? You know what I mean? You got all these great investments. You one of the best businessmen out here, just but you kid. just be ashy for no reason and boogers on your face. Like, come on, Shaq. You got boogers on your now, face. Now I was no. I was I was thinking this right. He's so tall and he's such a big person that booger might be big to us, but maybe to him it's not. You know what I'm saying? Just if you look at it proportionate-wise, no, he's a big guy, so maybe his boogers no. are bigger than ours. But why is it on his face? It and was coming out of his nose. Out you know how nose. somebody has a booger in their nose and you don't want to say anything right away? Why like wouldn't if you say something? Doing a booger I tell check. people they're immediately. They're live on TV. I they're tell live them immediately. on TV. They do were trying to check. wait. Maybe they thought it was going to just like go back up in. Yeah, that's true. Rub your nose or something. Yeah, do a booger check. I just say it. I mean, they did eventually say it. They had to. Right? You gotta, so yeah, there's no... You got to acknowledge the booger in the room. <laughs> Tramo, she got a booger, bro. No, keep my mask on. Oh, okay. All right. Now, Jaleel White, uh, he's got his Uncensored coming on uh, TV One on Sunday. And one thing that he talked about in the preview is being on Family Matters and how he was at first not welcome. I was not welcome to the cast at all. They know what it was. I didn't think anything of it being cast to be on Family Matters because it was supposed to only be a guest spot, one and done. I was as caught off guard by this phenomenon of Stefan as anyone. All of America thought I was this way. Michelle Thomas became a very special person. I literally cannot say her name. They probably didn't welcome him because they were upset because, you know, before he came on, that show was, was sucking. You I know what I mean? And I've was, never seen the show without him. I thought no, he was always the star, it, star of Family Matters. And it was terrible You know, he didn't ratings. get on uh, until the 12th episode of season one. Mm. And he got such an overwhelmingly positive response from viewers that they actually gave him a starring role. And they probably read it in the script and was like, what is this? This is corny. I go, Why do we need this nerd? And this nerd comes in and changes the whole complexion of the franchise. He changed the whole show. There is no Family Matters without, yep, without Jaleel White and Steve Urkel. Drop on the Cleveland bomb for Jaleel White, damn it. Yeah, it was supposed to be just a one-time guest appearance, and then it turned into him starring on the show. And, of course, Michelle Thomas played his girlfriend on the show, Myra, over multiple seasons, and she passed away from cancer. I think she was, like, 30 years old. She had a rare form of cancer oh, wow. when she passed away. So he said that's why he was saying he couldn't say her name without crying. Damn. Mm. I thought he was chasing Laura right. the whole time on that yeah, show. I thought Laura was his girlfriend, too. You don't remember he started dating Myra? Mm -hmm. You don't oh, remember that? He was kind of crazy one. 
kind of crazy. Man. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought Laura. He was always one of Laura. I do yeah, remember Laura chasing Laura. But then he eventually got over Laura and Maya. Yeah, and then he had a girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to go back and watch. Where can we watch all the reruns of Family Matters? Mm. Got to be on some screaming service, right? Peacock? Huh? What did you say, Barcock? You just made Peacock. that. Let's just make things up. Peacock. Are you sure? You thought he was that cute? You thought he was that cute? It's a streaming platform. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe That's NBC. It. Oh, you just it out that there. Family right. Matters was TGIF on ABC. What would that have to do with NBC? Well, I don't know. I'm just throwing Jesus it out there. Christ. You can't just say things. It's just it's just you can watch it. You can watch it on HBO Max, Showtime, and Stars. Hulu has nothing to do with Peacock. Are you serious, you? I just threw it out there. I don't know. Yeah, you serious? That's what it says here. Oh, yeah, Hulu. It says, watch Family Hulu. Matters oh, okay. current that episodes makes sense. and shows. Because that's ABC. Mm-hmm. Okay, wrong streaming platform. That's my mistake. I, I, I don't know. Something else was on your he mind. He just said anything like Obviously. he knew. I just said maybe. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 77-year-old woman in Florida named Judith Black who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a conversation with her. And also, let's talk emotional triggers this morning. We all have them. Judith Black had hers. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Yes, Donkey of the day for Thursday, May 6th goes to a 77 year old Florida resident named Judith Black. Now, what does your Uncle Shala always tell you about Florida? Repeat after me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and I don't think that will ever change. Now, in life, we all have emotional triggers. Okay, we all have trauma that we are working to heal, but in the process of that healing, we will always constantly deal with a range of emotions. Okay, I go from happy to sad to angry in 2.2 seconds by myself. Okay, I'm talking about sitting alone in a room, minding my business, protecting my peace, and I can see something or somebody or hear something, and it just triggers me. And I'm like, damn, I thought I dealt with that. I thought that was healed, but nope, emotional triggers are real. And they're usually associated with PTSD, and when something has traumatized you, you may learn to live with it, you may learn to cope with it, but it's always there. So it's good to know what your emotional triggers are, and it's even better when you know how to deal with them. Now, I'm no psychiatrist or therapist, so I can't diagnose people, but it seems to me Judith Black has PTSD from something, And that something was in her Whopper at Burger King, and it triggered her. I know you just said in your mind, what the Florida did Uncle Charlotte just say? I said Judith Black clearly has PTSD from something, and that something was in her Whopper at Burger King. Let me explain. See, Judith Black ordered a Whopper, and Judith Black reportedly became upset, emotionally triggered, about the thickness of the tomato in her sandwich. I said Judith Black became upset, emotionally triggered about the thickness of the tomato in her sandwich. Now, I can't judge anyone for their emotional triggers. We all have them. Emotional triggers look different from person to person. There's a lot of uh, common situations that we share that cause emotional triggers, rejection, betrayal, unjust treatment, being excluded or ignored. So I'm sitting there thinking about what the thickness of the tomato uh, in, in a Whopper 
did to Judith? Why did the thickness of the tomato in a Whopper trigger Judith Black? I mean, this could be considered unjust treatment, maybe. Burger King's old slogan used to be, have it your way. Have it your way. If I ordered thin-cut tomatoes and you gave me thick ones, then I may feel like that's unjust treatment. But those those days are over. Okay, the new Burger King slogan is, be your way, which is a terrible thing to tell folks in Florida to be. See, everybody loves Florida and Florida people until they Florida on your ass. And then you want them to be every way except the Florida way. So telling a Floridian to be your way, that's never going to work or end up well. Our producer, Dan, uh, said he thinks Judith Black had a flat ass and the tomato reminded her of thickness that she doesn't have. I don't know. I just know this woman went to the front counter and expressed her frustration to a black staffer. The employee told Judith Black that she couldn't help until she stopped screaming, which caused Judith Black to go off. Okay, she got triggered even more. The Burger King employee told her to simmer the F down, which prompted Judith Black to throw the Whopper at the employee's head. And she began to scream, shut up, you black B.I. You know the rest. Then she used the N word multiple times as she left the restaurant with her husband. Luckily, another Burger King employee was thinking and she managed to get Judith Black's license plate number, which officers used to track Black at her home in a retirement community. Police say Judith Black admitted to her actions and was arrested. She was charged with battery, okay? According to the smoking gun, this Whopper incident would usually be a misdemeanor. However, due to Judith Black's use of racial slurs, she was charged with a felony, all because she thought the tomatoes in her Whopper were too thick. Mm-mm-mm. You know what's too thick? The devil damn mayonnaise in this story. Okay? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. She is 77 years old. Maybe back in the day she wanted to be a performer and she hopped on stage at some type of amateur night. You know how Showtime at the Apollo, they boo you to hell when you suck. Or in Atlanta at the uh, Sugar Honey Ice Tea Show. Uh, they throw the stuffed doo-doo emojis at you when you suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that derived from back in the day when they used to throw rotten vegetables at bad stage acts. I was reading this article how in 1883, this guy named John Ritchie was hit with a bunch of tomatoes and rotten eggs by an audience who wasn't feeling him. So maybe Judith Black had hopes of being a performer and she hit that stage. She sucked and maybe somebody threw some rotten tomatoes at her. That's where the trauma started. I don't know. I mean, she's 77. That means she was born close to the 1800s, right? I did the math, 1944. They probably were still throwing tomatoes on stage in 1944. Okay, that's the only logical explanation I can come up with to why this thick tomato triggered this woman so much. But then I have to stop myself and say, Charlemagne, Brother Lenard, why are you using logic to try to understand this situation? If you want to know why Judith Black flipped out over her tomatoes being too thick, It's one word, two syllables. Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Florida. Please give Judith Black the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. All right. Mm-hmm. No one's going to correct him. What'd I say? Florida's three syllables. Mm-hmm. 
Now, y'all not going to confuse me he now. He said Florida. I, I asked y'all last week, is Florida three syllables or two? We told you three. Yeah, we said three. Florida. 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 Clap your hands. Florida. Yeah, three. Florida. He's an artist, but Florida. <laughs> I like Florida, man. Florida. 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 Okay. Florida. Is it Florida or Florida? Florida. <laughs> okay, well, three syllables. Do y'all like dick tomatoes? Feels like a setup. <laughs> Definitely feels like a setup. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer this question. I don't like tomatoes. <laughs> I never thought about it. I don't it. like tomatoes, honestly. I don't either. I never like thought about it. Like if you have a margarita pizza, wouldn't you be mad if it had thick tomatoes what on it? What the hell is a margarita pizza? Thin. I thought margarita was a drink. I only, do, never mind. I only do regular cheese or pepperoni pizza. I don't do tomatoes. I don't eat pork. What? That has nothing to do with tomatoes, bro. Pepperoni is pork. Yeah. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> we went from uh, giving a grandma lesson. Is that grandma? That's not grandma Yee. What is that called? That's not grandma. my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I hate y'all, man. You know what? Thank you for that donkey today. Ask Ye is next. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, I guess you can call Ye if you want. But good luck. Hey, my grandma. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Will. Hey, Will. What's up? What's your question for Ask Yee? My husband's sweetheart is currently pregnant. Okay. We was going through some trauma in the relationship, so we broke it up. But I want to be there for my, my child. Can you mm-hmm. please help Yes, that, first of all, that's commendable. So right now you just need to be supportive, right? Because you want to make sure her body is housing this baby. And so you want to make sure she's as healthy and as in good spirits as possible. So now is not the time to be stressful, to argue. It's just a time to let her know I'm there and I want to be part of my our child's life as well. And I'm here to support you as a mom as well, sure. especially in this time when I want to make sure your pregnancy is comfortable, make sure that you're uh, healthy. And so... You should find out when her doctor's appointments are. Does she want you to come to the doctor's appointments? Let her know that you're available for those. If she needs you to pick her up, if she needs any food. It would be really nice if even if you send her food to her house or to her job right. or wherever it is that she is during the day. Just doing nice gestures like that, I think, can really show her that you're just trying to be supportive. Because a lot of times we get in these situations where we're not together and we don't want our relationship to affect a child, you know? Right, and I'm trying to be very supportive, but she's judging me because I made some mistakes. Because what? And I'm telling her, um, you know, I made my mistakes, but I'm, re- I'm trying to really trying to be a support. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to be supportive and change things up. But she's just yeah. And you know, the other thing is, she could be very emotional right now. You don't know how having a body, having a baby, affects women's bodies in different ways. And emotionally and hormones. So just also bear that in mind that you have to be extra patient during this time. Okay. I appreciate it, Ms. G. Thanks again. Um, All right. Brother Charlemagne. Peace, King. I'm a big fan. Thank you again for everything. Hey, we appreciate it. And congratulations on the baby, too. And just remember, let this be a time. It's not easy for her. You know, she could be having morning sickness. She could be nauseous. You know, she could be feeling sick. She could lose her appetite. She could have cravings. There's all kinds of things going on with her. So anything that you can do to make her job easier right now is what you should be focused on. All right. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good day. All right. You too. 
Lasky, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Envy? Good morning, Angela Lee. That's Yee? Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. I think he kind of, he halfway it's, said it's it. A, it's, I did. It's, it's a weed smoke. My bad. What's your question for you, bro? So, uh, Yee, listen, I've been with my girl for about like eight months, and she asked me to move in. Like, she asked me to move in back in February. I kind of like gave her a little answer or whatever, but now I've been really thinking about it. Like, I've already told my landlord I'm probably going to be moving out on the spurs. And it's just moving in with a girl. So it's like, it's her house. We want to mm-hmm. buy a house together, but it makes sense for us to combine our rent. You know, like I'm paying $700. She's paying 12 well, She's mm-hmm. been at her house. It, she can't move into my house because my house is too small. But it's like, okay. she's moving with somebody. I mean, do you want to? That's really what it's about. You want to move in with your I mean, girl? I want to, but it's like, you know that you don't move into somebody else's house. It's good to move into, some, into your own house together. You know? Yeah, but it also feels like it makes more sense if you guys have the goal of buying a house together for y'all to be saving your money together. Her house is bigger, so it seems like it's something that is convenient. Now, see if you can get yourself on the lease, too, so in case something happens, you're not just stuck. But Yeah, that's where, that's where I get scared at. Or you know what? Even better, this is what I would do. I wouldn't even want to be on the lease because in case I want to leave, I know I can pick up and, and get out, too. Yeah. I don't know. But I, you're, I, if you're I, in I, it for the like long haul, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I live by myself. So it's like, I'm good with going over there, but I can always go home. You know, like, now it's right. different. Can you see if your landlord would let you extend your lease for like three months so you could think about it some more? I'm, I'm on month to month now. So I like I already told her. Oh, okay. So it's like, I, I could back out now because it's still the middle of the month. But it's like, I just wanted some more advice. I asked my friends and stuff. I'm getting mixed answers, but, you know. Yeah, you can't ask too many people about this. You have to go with your own instinct on whether or not you feel like, is this the one? Because I also feel like sometimes people move in together and you think about it just as a financial decision, but it is also uh, what's happening in the future between us. You shouldn't move in with somebody just to save money. You should be moving in with somebody because you feel like y'all can coexist together and it's going to be exciting and fun and you're working toward being together for real. Like you said, you're working towards buying a house. Right. So, like, I feel like that. I feel like she's the one. I feel like all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just, uh, um, it's not really financial, financial, I don't really think. It's more like before we buy a house, let's make sure we can live together. Okay, so it's a, a testing period. And look, nothing is permanent, right? You guys are moving in together. If it doesn't work out, you know, you can always leave. So it's not the end of the world. This is true. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you. Um, DJ Envy. I've seen you at the Barclays Symphony. I think it was uh, Valentine's Day, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You remember that? I just wanted to shout that out, man. That was awesome. I'm sure he doesn't awesome. remember. That's not like a date. That's not like y'all. That's not like a date. You said y'all was together at the Barclays on Valentine's Day. Yes, we were together at the Barclays. We was not together at the Barclays on Valentine's Day. Yeah, was there. Yeah, was there. This was not a threesome. I was at the Barclays with my wife, and I seen you. First of all, nobody said anything about a threesome. Why you just scream that out just now? He gave away dildos at the end, remember? He did what? He gave away dildos? He gave away dildos at the end. Wow. At the Barclays? At the Barclays, (laughs) yeah. Damn, Andy. What is going on? 
on. How much you charge for that? I don't know. Wow. First of all, a hundred dollars. That's a good show. Did y'all eat at least? Did food come with it or just a dildo? At the ball class. Oh, that sucks. I'm so confused now. This is taking a turn. You mean so my the, you were at the Barclays? For the Casey crew. Okay, that wasn't at no Barclays. Where was it at? Sony Hall. First of all, no, we're missing the, the point. The location doesn't time. matter. <laughs> Why would dildos be given out? Why were you giving away dildos, Envy? Maybe he wanted one. I don't know. Uh, hey, man. Drop one of Clues hey. Bombs from Freedom. Okay. <laughs> I love people being free. I love it. Now, Envy, you didn't, you didn't give him yours, did you? No, I get at the dramas. No, he wow. no, he kept that one. He had one specifically for him. There you go. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I gave that one to Dramos. Dramos has that. Oh, it suctions yeah. to the wall? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. He remembers. Okay. You guys play too much. I have no idea what he's talking about. I really, I this really man know. doesn't even know us. Why would he call us I up? I never lane? did a show at the bar. Are you place? calling our listeners liars? Yeah, don't call our people lies. Why would that man lie place? about you giving him a dildo? Mm-hmm. That man ain't got and no reason to lie about that. And I can't believe you gave him that. the one that sticks to the wall. I think those are the ones that are waterproof that you can use in the shower, right, Envy? Yo, by the way, that's wild. I don't know wild. what y'all talking about. Y'all sound If great. you stick a dildo to the wall, you a wild boy, okay? <laughs> Imagine sticking a dildo to the wall and then playing juvenile back that ass. So, doom, doom, yeah. doom, doom. Look like you're going to try that tonight. Doom, doom. All right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you... Listen, I'm glad Envy's serious about his. That's I, all. I you're going to no do something, go all out. I really don't, but all right, whatever. <laughs> Ask ye, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and the Masked Singer, you guys, one of your brothers who you're in a group text with was on the Masked Singer. We'll tell you who it is. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, we will be breaking this on The Breakfast Club because we have the trailer. We're going to be po- posting that for the first time. But this is for Meet the Blacks, too. From Beverly Hills to the Chicago Burbs, the Blacks, there's mayhem and hilarity that follow them everywhere they go. And this is from best-selling author Carl Black, Mike Epps, moving his family back to his childhood home. And he's going to write his new book. But and a neighbor, Cat Williams, moves in next door. So Carl becomes convinced the man is a vampire trying to take his family. Mike Epps, Cat Williams, Lil Duval, Brisha Webb, Rick Ross, Snoop Dogg, just an all-star cast. Michael Blackson's in it, Gary Owen. Here is a piece of that trailer. In 2016, they met the original Karen. My name is Carl Black. It's a little ironic that your name is Black. Don't you say are- it, bitch. No. In 2021, they must face a new evil. Baby, I think some new people just moved in next door. Let me introduce Dr. Mamuolde. It's a little pimp in there. What? Not a one with your emergency. Yes, as you can tell, I'm Caucasian. And there's a real peculiar guy. Is he black? Yes, he's black. Okay, we'll send over five units right away. This is definitely black on black crime. His kind is not invited in our house. In this age of divisiveness, we can't do this to each other. Yeah, man. Salute to uh, Deion Taylor and Roxanne from the Hidden Empire Film Group. We're going to be posting the whole trailer for Meet the Blacks 2 on the uh, Breakfast Club's Instagram page at 9 a.m. So you can watch the whole trailer at 9 a.m. All right, now let's talk about the masked singer. Tyrese has been revealed. He was giving out all kinds of incorrect clues, but he has been revealed, unfortunately. They said he might be one of the most competitive contestants to ever appear on the show. Here's what he had to say. 
I'm gonna gracefully bow out of this one, take it like a champ, and I just need y'all to know something. Beyonce didn't make it on Star Search, but she's still Beyonce. I'm definitely looking forward to getting home, getting back <laughs> with the kids, and getting back in my zone. I can't wait to watch the episodes with the kids. I've like ran out of excuses as to where I'm going. It's like, are you working on a movie, Dad? No, but what are you working on? Well, it's, just leave me alone. I'll be back. Why you make that face when Tyrese said that, bro? Huh? I, I'm confused. It, I'm confused, but go ahead. You have to look what at Tyrese. About? Just look at Tyrese the way you look at Florida. That's all. Tyrese is Florida Ty in a human form. <laughs> human form. <laughs> That's it. Okay. If Florida was a human, it'd be Tyrese. That's all. Okay. All right, now this actor is eating 7,000 calories per day. He has to gain 30 pounds. It's Mark Wahlberg. His personal chef is helping him to put on the weight that he needs to gain for a role uh, for this movie, Stew. So he's eating about every three hours, good carbohydrates, dark green vegetables. Then they switch up the protein throughout the day. They said at least a dozen eggs a day. Mm -hmm. So his pre-breakfast is four eggs at 3 a.m. when he first wakes up before his workout. Then he eats another eight eggs, six strips of bacon, one cup of rice, two tablespoons of olive oil, and a protein shake after he exercises. What's wrong with the fat suit? Fat suits don't work no more in Hollywood? I mean, maybe he's really just trying to get into the role. It's like everybody trying you know? to lose weight after the pandemic. He's trying to put some on. I wonder what, what, what the role is. It's a movie called Stu, and he's already gained 20 pounds in three weeks for the movie. And his, uh, his personal chef is convinced that he'll be able to drop the weight pretty quickly once he's done filming. Mm. Sheesh, 7,000 calories a day. All right, now, Sweetie is uh, on the cover of W Magazine, the music issue. And she's talking about her new album, Pretty and Pretty Bitch Music album is coming out. And of course, she's discussing everything in this article. They actually conducted the interview on the same day that she confirmed that her and Quavo had broken up. And she said, I've learned that the world doesn't stop for anybody. And it's for sure not going to stop for me. Just because I got my heart broke, I was grateful to be doing the photo shoot. I was like, I can deal with all of this later. She also said she, she decided to stop checking in on the wave of public rela reactions to the split. She had decided instead to put her attention into what was more important. She said, I could give my attention to something that could drain me or I could focus on what would empower me. And that is this shoot. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something going on. Mm -hmm. um, now, have you guys been uh, looking, paying attention to this Selena Netflix series? Mm -hmm. No. Y'all mm -hmm. been watching that? <laughs> Almost is a liar. How am I a liar? He's a liar. That was like the biggest Netflix thing. You're yeah. such a liar. I didn't even know Selena had a Netflix series. Yeah, you're a damn liar. I did not know that. I, I knew she had a movie. I didn't know she I had was a like Netflix series. I was like number one on Netflix. We've talked about it up here I've on the show. I've never heard us discuss this ever, and I've never heard the Latino in the room discuss it, so he not better not you're front. You're a damn liar. But did you know morning. that there's a scene where she meets Beyonce at a mall in Houston back in the 90s? Selena? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah, it's real. Beyonce even um, had talked about it in a resurface interview. She said, uh, I didn't say much to Selena because I wasn't a celebrity and I just saw her and said hello and kept it moving. So they actually put this in the series too. Yeah. So a lot of people were uh, talking about that on social media. So in case you guys see it, I want y'all to know what they're talking about. We got okay. some clips. Because I guess, mm-hmm. Uh, you want Beyonce on meeting Selena? No, let's play the clip from the series. Got you. Who are you looking at? Who's that? Selena. Selena? Who's Selena? I said, who's Selena? A famous singer, be quiet. You're a singer too, tell her. Oh, my. Hi. 
They ain't even think about going. That's to her get, mom. They ain't even think about going to get nobody from Houston to actually play those roles, huh? Have you? You just those talking? Were not, those were not Houston accents at all. <laughs> you just talking? Have you ever heard a Houston accent? Clearly not. Just if you listen to the Beyonce interview, she says that she just didn't say. You know, she just said hello and kept it moving. So people are like, didn't she just say she said hey and kept it moving? Why they got this girl lingering and they got her telling her mama to be quiet? It's so dramatic. <laughs> they put a little extra sauce on it. Because it's Beyonce, they know you know. It's Beyonce adding more sauce to the Selena story. That's all. Uh, wow. Well, that you needs more is sauce? your rumor wow. report. I mean, I didn't even know it was on. Well, Beyonce was the one excited to meet You Selena. haven't watched it at all. You're a, bro, it came out last Guys, year. Tell me about it then. Guys. It's about Selena, her early days. Oh, wow. That is such <laughs> a descriptive. A uh... What the hell do you want me to talk about? What do you right. mean? What yeah, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody, else, scene. let's get to the mix. <laughs> Today is Meek Mill's birthday, so uh, okay. let's get on some Meek Mill. And also, happy birthday to Natina. I know yesterday was her birthday. I wasn't in yesterday, of course, Yay. but it's Chris Brown born happy day today too. No, Chris Brown birthday Natina. was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. And, oh, okay. And today is my friend Janae's birthday too. She's out here with me in Turks and Caicos. So happy, happy birthday, day, Janae. Janae. All right, well, let's get to the mix. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With the new Audible Plus plan. Audiobooks are just the beginning. With Audible Plus, you can listen all you want to thousands of included Audible originals, popular podcasts, and more. All in one place. Sign up for a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to shout out to all you guys for um, supporting and sending your uh, prayers and just positive energy. Uh, well received. Thank you so much. Uh, my wife received it as well. Her mom passed away two days ago, Tuesday. We were uh, actually going on vacation. Next week is our uh, anniversary, and we were going on vacation, and we had to postpone it and, you know, go home, which was very, very sad. My wife and her mom have been, like, best friends, like, really, really close, really, really tight, uh, and it wasn't expected. It wasn't like, you know, somebody's health was, you know, withering away. Now, this was so unexpected, but it was natural causes, and... um just want to say thank you for all the love out there, man. Just We really, really appreciate it. So we are going to... Uh, we got married on Mother's Day 20 years ago. So this year we're going to uh, lay her to rest on Mother's Day. And, um, that Damn, is it. man. That is it. So. Yeah, sending you healing energy. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's that's that that sucks. I mean, the fact that it's Mother's Day weekend, that's that's horrible. Mm -hmm. So sending healing energy and to she you was... and Gia's family. And you guys um, were living, she was living with you guys too, right? For a period of time? Yeah, she was living probably for about eight, nine years, maybe 10 years. And we, she had dementia. So she was actually doing better at her old house because she kind of knew everything there. So we mm -hmm. brought her back to the old crib with, with Gia's brother. And um, yeah, so yeah, she was living. I mean, she she helped raise the kids. Like she was, she was grandma. Like right. if me and Gia had somewhere to go, she always went on vacation with us. Like she was always with us. If you if you ever met Gia and I or my family, you always met grandma because she was always there. She was, Mama Norma was always there. So I found. How out do you explain to kids, like to young kids too? I, I wonder. We don't. We're not gonna take them to the funeral. I, I just things that we just feel at, at age six and four that they should see and they should have in their mind. So. Uh, we made the choice of not bringing them to the funeral and not telling them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know what I did find out? If, if you don't know, Gia is Jamaican and Chinese and mm -hmm. Puerto Rican. So when we went to the funeral home, Gia's mother's mother's last name was Yi. So y'all might be related oh. That's my um, third cousin, Gia. That's your third cousin, Gia? Yeah. So We're I, all Yi's. Fa uh, the father was Jamaican, but the mother was uh, Chinese, but the last name was Yi. 
So I was like, oh, shoot. I do want to say it is a very popular Chinese name, though. Just a, oh, well, It's like Smith for oh, you. <laughs> maybe not there. All right. Well, we might be. All right. Well, thank you guys for all the love. And uh, side note, Charlemagne promised me a hug from the back. He did not give me that hug from the back. Uh oh, he's coming. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just comes. joking, yo. I'm just joking. Yo, stay away. Stay away. No consent. No consent. Stay back. No. Why you got sweatpants on and everything, man? <laughs> <laughs> he came in with jeans. It's not as good. This is not as good as the um. This is not as good as the dildo and he had. I was just waiting on consent. That's all I was waiting on. You know what I'm saying? I threw it out there. Wanted to see what you had to say. All right, man. See, y'all played too much. Positive note when we come back at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Pete Davidson for joining us this morning. Man, salute to my guy, Pete Davidson. Love that dude. Me and Pete, um, you know, we, we started at MTV2 together, you know, a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, everybody's man, grown. Everybody's evolved. So it's good to always see my brother. Dope. That was an exciting one for me because we're both fans of 90 Day Fiance. I was like, oh, I have a newfound respect. Okay. <laughs> make sure y'all check out uh, Hidden... Um, make sure y'all check out The Hit Job on Audible. It's an Audible original that uh, Pete Davidson and Kiki Palmer, Palmer did. I think it, I think it's out right now. So I'm sure yes, it's free it's with out. Your... I think it started April 22nd, I believe. Okay, so it's free with your Audible membership. So, so check that out. I'm telling you, audio, audio scripted content is the wave. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Positive note is simply this, man. And I'm pretty sure I've said this, but I just feel like I need to remind somebody of this this morning. We accept the love we think we deserve. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?